Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about inspiration. Now this one I'm going to try my best not to cry about, especially on my way to work and have to present um, to big time scientists today. So I really don't want to kind of lose it, but this is what has hit me um, in my spirit for us to talk about today. There's something that's very powerful about us connecting in with who inspired us to write. And I know that, you know, I tell you guys to drop your buckets and and really dig deep. And there's just this endless well. And we know that the Holy Spirit inspires us every day in our lives. But who was the person that came along that maybe inspired you in a way that hooked you into books or hooked you into story or hooked you into writing. Now with my memory, I'm older, so it's a lot more difficult for me to go back in the recesses of my mind and pick the exact moments but I have these rush of moments these rush of images that come at me and I remember the apples up on top book was my first book I ever read and I still have that old original copy And carrying around a book, where are you hiding? I can remember that, like, so clearly. And it was probably when I was three. My mom and my Aunt Dot were huge influencers in my life. And I think about, you know, those family members and how much they supported my love of reading. And I had great role models to watch too. Because my Aunt Dot, once she puts a book, once she gets a book in her hand, she will stay up all night. She will read and read and read. My mama would read every single Daniel Steele book. When we would go yard sailing, it would be a lucky day when we would find us some books that would be something that mama had not read in that Daniel Steele series. And my aunt is the same. She's read every single Nora Roberts ever written. But I got to watch good patterns of reading behaviors. And then, of course, if if you ask people, there was one lady who she saw me later on after high school. And she's like, you're the girl that used to carry the books all the time. Yes, ma'am, I am. <laughs> 
I'm also the girl that did not go to the cafeteria to eat because it was just too big, too much. I would be a library helper. And so then I think back of all the librarians that I've loved and the librarians that were so instrumental in my care, just my comfort. And they helped inspire me just by allowing me to walk up and down those shelves without saying, why are you here? They would say, oh, Jennifer, have you read this new book? And yes, I'm talking about the days when the libraries still had the cards and we would have the drawers and we would pull them out and I would help shelf. I did that all through high school. And even looking back even further at middle school, my librarian used to let me be in there with her and I would work in there with her. You know, I always say the life of a librarian, like, oh, I've always admired, even before I knew I was going to be a writer, just I, I admired their position just to be able to live amongst the books every day and engage with people who were actually interested in the book to go out and seek a book. <laughs> What's my next book? There's something about watching someone at the circulation desk and they're holding a book in their hand. I don't know why, but that does bring me some joy because I know that what they're about to experience, whatever that book is in their hand, might be just exactly what they need. And so I, I'm, I feel joy when I'm in a library and knowing that I get to teach in a library every day, even though it's a small little space, it does bring me tremendous happiness. And the other day when, when I showed the kids the L's in my classroom of the library shelves that are overflowing and they, the L's ended up being in our room, I said, there's the space for Lowry. There's the space for your teacher's book. They were like, how cool is that? How cool is that? I'll see how long it lasts before they get moved. I hope they stay in there permanently. That would be so cool. But thinking back about teachers, teachers that inspired me. I will never forget my fifth grade teacher, Miss Joan. She would read Jack Tales at the end of every single day. I came from such a small town, small community, and just a loving place to grow up, a loving place to live and be in. I miss it tremendously. When I think about my family and I think about my teachers, they truly shaped who I am today. Reading those Jack Tales in fifth grade, I carried that tradition on with my children. And I read aloud Jack Tales to them. I read aloud Jack Tales in my classroom. That was the love of story.
And then my sixth grade teacher. Lord, was I blessed with my sixth grade teacher because I had her sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Now that for me, you guys just, so you know me by now, you know, I tell you about my personality. By me having the same wonderful teacher three years in a row, while everything else changes in middle school, that was my constant. I knew I would have her for three years. It was just amazing. It was a blessing. She just kept moving up with me. I say it was divine intervention. Because by eighth grade, my mom got me a typewriter because she wanted me to start typing the stories that I was writing. Now, I've let my teachers know how much I appreciate them. I'm with them on Facebook. But they just do not know how instrumental they were in my early development with literacy. And I hope that they do know it now because, you know, I've told them I hope they believe it. <laughs> I've been looking for a teacher that I had in ninth grade. She was my ninth grade English teacher. And I cannot find her. And I have looked for her. Now I have to find my 12th grade English teacher. Maybe she'll be easier to trace. But because I'm so old and, and teachers move, and my ninth grade teacher was not even from our area, she would drive a long distance to teach at our high school. I've got to find ways to connect back with them got to find them because I want to let them know how much they inspired me and how much courage you know that I have because what they instilled in me my ninth grade teacher I'll never forget we had to rewrite Romeo and Juliet and when she chose me to stand in front of the class and reread my ending and I was huge, huge into Shakespeare. My, for my 13th birthday, my mom got me a beautiful Shakespeare collection with the gold pages. I wish, I don't know where it is, guys. I carried that thing around with me forever. I, I, in moves, I misplaced it. But you just do not know how much I love that. My dad took me to Midsummer Night's Dream when I was in eighth grade. I love Shakespeare, and I was reading it very young, and so when I had the opportunity to rewrite Romeo and Juliet, which I had read multiple times, <laughs> um, and we had to try our best to keep to the language, she chose mine for me to read, and someone even wrote in my yearbook, I will never forget, this when I was a senior, they read, I will never forget when you reread Romeo and, when you rewrote Romeo and Juliet and you read it to the class. Those moments like that, for us writers, you know, they stay with us forever. And I remember just going to my English teacher's houses. Like, guys, seriously, it was like I had the best teachers ever 
we can UFC fight over it because I really did. I had the best teachers ever. Now, when I got into college, I did have some wonderful teachers, but I never ever thought to creative write, creative writing degree, English degree. I never thought that route. I went the religion degree. I went the education degree. But I can also remember a defining moment when I was at MC State in my master's program and I was in a class and we had to write. It was a class that it was strictly, you know, engaging learners in the writing process. And we had to model it ourselves. And I was was chosen again to read in front of a class of adults. And at this point, my nerves really were kicking in. But those, those were powerful moments for me. And I was writing again. I was writing my books and just not sharing them any, with anyone except my mama, my aunt, and my niece. And so I think back on those things that, who inspired me? I have different points in my life, different moments that gave me an extra you know, dash of inspiration. And I think about how it all comes together and how we should reach out and tell people how much we love them, how much we appreciate them, how much their words matter to us, and let them become a part of our author story. That's one thing that when I interview people for the podcast, you know, I always want to get to the heart of what inspired them to write this book. But did you always know that you wanted to be a writer and who inspired you? Those are magical stories. Because then that allows us also to see how instrumental we can be in the lives of other people. How our book might just be the one book that a student reads and says, you know what, I want to write a book. Maybe we are that one book that an adult reads And they say, do you know what? This is something I've always wanted to do. I remember a particular book. Now, I loved Nicholas Sparks. I went and heard him speak before. Um, I love his story. And A Walk to Remember has got to be, hands down, one of my favorite books. I actually bought copies for my senior class one year and we read it together as a class and we actually had the dance in our room because some of our students in the um, special education department I wanted to throw them like a prom a separate type prom so we had it in the classroom I'll never forget it. I dressed up in a red dress and everybody was like, you wear dresses? Because I would wear jeans or pajamas every day of my life. And I got like so embarrassed the whole day of school. And then I changed back. I was like, nope, not wearing that again. (laughs) Um, But I will say that reading that book early on when it first came out, 
and experiencing that book with my teacher assistant. We were sharing books back and forth, and she was like, you've got to read Nicholas Sparks. And I didn't know who he was, and I soon found out, and I fell in love with that story of Jamie. And after I read that, I was like, you know what? I want to write. I want to write a book. I can do this. I can write a book. And when I met him, as corny as it is, I went with my aunt and I got my picture taken with him and I met him and talked to him and I said, you know, I was doing the whole fan thing. That's why I cannot wait for it to be my turn where I can take special attention, you know, to take pictures um, with people that read the book. But I told him, reading a walk to remember gave me the strength the courage to to try myself to be a writer again you know it brought it all back and so I let him know that and I think it's just so important that we do pay respect for all of those that we can remember <laughs> that can come into our memory you know that to say to them you are a part of my story you are now a part of this author journey so my challenge to you today is to reach out to those people and there's so many ways that you can do that you can do Facebook messages you can do um, Twitter tweets to authors or creative artists you can write letters Maybe you can contact the school and they may have an alumni association. And maybe those teachers that have retired are on that registry. Or maybe someone in your school still knows how to contact and reach out. Secretaries are a wealth of information. Your lead secretary is gold at a school. <laughs> Trust me, I know mine is pure gold. I love her so. Just find ways. Contact family members. Put it out there. Put out a, you know, a blog I'm trying to get in touch with. Put their name. People can share it. Put it out there in a post. And then, and, and write a blog about the people that maybe inspired you. The books that might have inspired you. You could do separate blogs on these, guys. You heard me say family, teachers, librarians, authors. <laughs> I just encourage you today to let the people in your life, not only, you know, they are a part of your story, but let them have that opportunity to shine in your story. When I went to hear an author speak, when, when students ask questions, that's where it's, it's just priceless for me because I'm listening to a YA audience. So I'm at a YA author talk and they ask, you know, what has been your biggest influence? What has been your biggest inspiration? And when they talk about the teacher, I'm like, yep, there we go. You're, you're, you're calling out the teacher's name. 
You're telling what that teacher did and how that teacher inspired you to read. You're talking about that video game creator and you're talking about that, you know, movies that you watched and you just love that director. You know, whatever it is, whatever angle that you're going to want to go with. I challenge you to do it and let it become a part of your talk because everybody would love, I honestly believe everybody would love to hear what was that inspiration that you had. Who was that first, you know, who was that first, that first person that you can remember? And then give them that respect. And then maybe when people leave your talk, they'll start thinking about people that inspired them and then they'll start to show gratitude. You know, that's all it's about really, guys. Bottom line, if you want to know, showing gratitude for the people who have came before us that have helped us on our own way. All right, guys, I'm going into Chick-fil-A. I'm giving my kids a birthday party at school. And we, we, we try different things each month. And, and I'm like, you know what? I've got a Chick-fil-A near me. I'm thinking that we're going to do something different today. And so we're off for Chick-fil-A. And then, oh, I've got to tell y'all. So we, we reenacted. Remember I gave you guys the challenge to turn, turn one of your chapters into a movie scene? Oh my gosh, we did Dateline with Lester Holt. We spelled his name wrong. <laughs> um, and we spaced it out. But So there's no copyright problems here. But anyway, we did Dateline. And it is hilarious. It is the funniest thing. And yesterday, it was so precious when one of my students stayed over. I had two students, actually, that stayed over during lunch wanting to see how I was secretly editing <laughs> the videos. And she said, you know what? This is the best video that any students could ever have produced. There is not a video that is better than this. This is amazing work. And it just made me so happy to hear that, that that's the pride that they took into this project. And guys, we used iPad props, drone props. It's, oh my goodness, just the memories of what something I told them that I wanted only to take two days of our class instruction, took three. But we must move on from that. <laughs> and today we're actually watching our documentary of uh, chapter five of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So we're having a Chick-fil-A documentary party. So I wish you guys all of the best and when you go back through these memories, if you cry a little bit, that's okay. You guys gave me enough courage to talk about them, and I didn't cry. I'm so proud of myself because I do have such a busy day ahead of me. <laughs> but um, I'm praying for y'all, and please pray for me. And let us go out there and speak life, encourage, build people up. You just won't know what seed that you plant in the lives of youth. And people that you meet. Bye. So I challenge you today 
to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.